Hello, listeners. I'm Allie, and this is Quad Pro Quo. As always, I'm joined by my three co-hosts, Tammy. Heyo. Matt. Hello there. And Guido. I'm here. We are a weekly film podcast inspired by the quid pro quo scene in Silence of the Lambs. Each week, one of us will pick a film to discuss, and this week is Guido's pick. Guido, please tell us about your movie. I can't wait to tell you about the movie that I've chosen. It is Dirty Rotten Scoundrels. Steve Martin and Michael Caine are competitors in the Riviera's most profitable business, but with very different styles. And I can't imagine a lot of people our age have seen this movie. I think this is a hidden gem. This flew under a lot of radars. Okay. This movie came out in 1988, and it was directed by Frank Oz. And <laughs> it's all it stars Michael Caine and Steve Martin. All right, let's go around the room. First, have you seen it? Second, first impressions of Guido's pick. Matt, would you like to go first? Like Guido said, it flew under a lot of people's radars, mine included. And I'm surprised that, yeah, I'm surprised I never saw this movie prior to this week. Because it literally checks off a lot of boxes of something that I would love to see in a movie. I love Frank Oz. He's a comedic genius as well as a puppet master. Yes. Because, you know, he's Jim Henson. He was basically Jim Henson's right hand as well as the voice of Yoda. He's Yoda. And... I love Michael Caine, and I love Steve Martin. So I'm like, if Allie were keeping track, she probably would have said, seeing how many times I said, how the hell have I not seen this movie yeah. already? I can't believe you. I When you told me you'd never seen it, I was shocked. Okay, well, Tammy, obviously you have seen it before. What were your first impressions when Guido picked it? He actually introduced me to the movie uh, several years ago. Great. And I couldn't stop laughing. I remember that. I loved it then. And I'm, as, I'm excited to talk about it with you all. Um, I had never seen this movie either. For some reason, got it confused with another movie from the 80s that starred a woman and two men. I feel like Bette Midler was in it, but I can't remember the name of it. Beaches? No, not Beaches. <laughs> I'll have to look it up. But I had never seen it. And I I was excited to watch it because, I, like I said, I'd never seen it. And I love Michael Caine. You don't love Steve Martin? Oh, no, I do like Steve Martin, but I love Michael Caine. So. Yeah. It was, it's my first note. I love Michael Caine. <laughs> it's my second note. Yeah. All right, well, Guido, start us off. Just okay. tell us about this well, movie. Real quick. You said uh, Frank Oz, the director. Yes. Voiced who? Yoda. Yoda. T- okay. And he's Yoda. Al- and he's also... See, he's also- Star Wars character with was voiced by the guy that directed this movie that I've chosen right now. And, and he's, he's also the voice of several Muppets, Muppets. including uh, Gonzo, I think. He's like the other half. Of- really? Yeah. And um, he's... And he's a I always thought Gonzo and him. No, no, he did. He did Gon. I think Fozzie? he does Gonzo, not Fat. Really? Maybe Fun. Any any of the Muppets that sound he kind of like Yoda. So he definitely the, does. He definitely does Miss Piggy. He does Miss Piggy. He's like Kermit. No. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He no. directed In and Out. I have Kevin no Klein. idea. He's so. Fun. I have no he's idea. He's a great director and a great. He, blow my mind. He's very talented. He's also in Trading Places. He's the one that's the cop that uh, takes out um, Dan Aykroyd's uh, jacket and finds the angel dust. He's like, "This is angel dust, PCP. Do you have any idea what this does to kids?" Yeah, he's he's a comedic. Uh, he's he's a genius. very talented. He's I had no idea. Yeah, everywhere. that's awesome. Death at a funeral. Another death at a funeral. One. Yeah. Yes. See, that really reigns it in for me. Thank you. Oh, yeah. Okay. What well, can I say except you're welcome? This <laughs> movie starts off in the south of France. I wrote down, do you miss opening credits? <laughs> oh, yeah. It was, just, it was such a delightful setup for this movie. Just I feel the, like you never see opening credits anymore in a movie. Yeah, it's it's usually now just a, a, a visual effects montage, like James Bond or like some sort of like superhero thing well, where it's just like fast. Yeah. Just like porn just, over the years, guys. Used to have a story, and now it's it just <clears throat> in your face. So, so south of France, the south of France, we actually yes. see uh, Michael Caine and his can only describe it as disgusting mustache. No, I wrote no, stash. I wrote Michael Caine with stash, comma. Yes, please. It's like a cummerbund oh. for your face. So. Uh, yes, please. I liked it. I don't love a double-breasted jacket, which he wears mm. this entire movie. Yep. But he but I does love it. The staff. Well, he he gives, does. it gives an air of pomp. He you know? wears it, it well, though. And his hair is all yeah. greased back. The the movie starts with uh, Michael Caine's character, whose name is uh, Lawrence Jameson. Great name. And he's uh, getting some pearls from a affluent elderly woman. A and pearl necklace. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 
for usually, the ch- it's for the children. Usually he gives those. Yeah, it's definitely a pearl necklace that won't dry up and, and, and flake off later. I, They're valuable, okay? These, these pearl necklaces to? will I can't not create didn't life. I think that was going to happen. All right. As soon as I so, saw the pearl necklace in the movie, I was like, well, this is going to turn into something disgusting on the podcast. I mean, just, I mean, I knew as soon as, as soon as it happened, I was like, someone's going to say pearl necklace and someone's going to say like, at least this one's cleaner or something like that. Okay. Well, we, we get to see. Filthy animals. Filthy. <laughs> so here we get disgusting. to see Lawrence. Oh, you love uh, us. Lawrence you kiss is, your mother with that mouth. <laughs> okay. So he gets the pearl necklace. He fleeces this lady of it. Okay. He gives her a sob story. And, you know, he's basically illustrating to us that. He is a grifter. This is what he does. He's okay? a dirty, rotten scoundrel. Then, right. He is a scoundrel. Now, but he does it, you know, with class. So the next scene, we see uh, Lawrence Jameson is talking to his buddy, who is the uh, local police chief of Beaumont-sur-Mer. 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 You could only say it like that. Beaumont-sur-Mer. And it's in the south of France. And the police chief is uh, crooked as fuck. And he actually has a terrible French accent because I'm pretty sure he's a British actor. He's basically given information to uh, Lawrence about the next Mark, you know, the next lady he's going to steal from. So he gets that information and then he goes on about the rest of his business. And that is he takes the pearls on a train to Zurich uh, and he cashes, he sells the pearls for cash and then he deposits the cash and then he gets on a train to come back home to Beaumont-sur-Mer. Beaumont-sur-Mer. I like his whole story though. Like he, tell him, Tell us oh, about, his Griff story? Yeah, like he's a prince. He's a so the what he tells this very gullible rich old woman is that he is a prince who uh, has come on uh, who's fallen on financial hardship and in order to save his people he needs money to uh, fight the communists. So all of these rich women are idiots about geography because the country is made up. So yeah. I well, mean, yeah. not well, to be well, like small yeah, they're American. Not to right. my geography horn, but if someone was like, "I'm from Genovia," I'd be like, "That's not a real place." Well, not a real place. Yeah, these are these are like rich Americans from Bumblefuck. Middle. Omaha. I think yeah. one's from Omaha. Omaha. And the other one's from Tulsa. But yeah, yeah. of course. Oklahoma. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and to this day, Americans know nothing about geography That's outside true. of. So they'd be like, oh my God. And then all he has to say is, we're fighting the communists. And of course, in the 80s, you're like, fight the commies. Oh, I, I'd like yep. to also say that the movie I got this confused with was is called Ruthless People. With okay. Bette Midler and Danny DeVito. That's the movie <laughs> I used to get this movie mixed up with. I don't know why, though. Well, Danny I don't D. think I've seen that one. Well, so uh, our boy Lawrence, he's on his, he's on the train on the way back home to Beaumont-sur-Mer. He's deposited oh, his cash, and we see walking down the middle of the food car. Oh, can I ask a question? Yeah. Sorry, was this after the when he met the the woman with the white hair and yes. the constant shuffling of her into the bushes? <laughs> I could. They kept moving her. Let me talk to you. And it was like just constantly pushing her into bushes. <laughs> What's going? It was so funny. It was so slapstick. I loved it. It was very like a uh, Mel Brooksy kind yeah, of. Yeah, it was. It was a lot like a yeah. Mel Brooks move. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Okay. No, no, no. <laughs> All right. So we see walking down the food car. We see Steve Martin, and he sits at a table with a young lady, and he starts going on about how uh, he's actually poor. And he's on his way to go see his Graham Graham. His Graham Graham. Who's grandma. sick or hurt or something. She and needs, mo- needs she- money for an operation. There you go. The there vaguest go. reasoning. And his character's yeah. name is Freddie Benson. Yes, his name is Freddie Benson. Thank you. Freddie, do you remember how that started? Did he, why he couldn't pay for his meal? He's like, I couldn't pay for my meal because... I'm saving money up for my grandma for okay, her operation, right. yes. but also I work for the Red Cross and I and I give that I basically give it all back to them as fast as I receive it from them. So he shouldn't have sat down at the fucking table to begin with. No. So he starts, you know, giving her the spiel, and then she goes, I, I, "I'll pay for it. I, you know, love your story, and I'm very sympathetic to your cause. I, please order anything." And he's like, "I would like a. I'll have a double turkey sandwich on white, a side order of fries, one of those large knock." Where's three bags of potato chips, a chocolate milk, and two beers. Why don't you have a beer? Three beers. Exactly. They don't have that kind of food on this fancy train car in Europe. <laughs> yeah, so he totally is taking advantage of her. And Lawrence is over there going, oh, this, okay, I see. There's a... Uh, we see each other. 
There, there might be a similar species over here. What's going on? Oh, so, yeah. Game so, recognizes game. Yeah, game mm-hmm. That's right. He's, he's on somebody's radar. So Lawrence retires to what kind of car is it where there's just people sit down across from each other? It's, it's like a sleep it's a train car. It's like a sleeper car. Okay. Yeah. In that car, uh, he notices that, that Freddie is staying in one. So he stops in because he wants to uh, he wants to check a pulse. You know what I mean? He wants to see what this guy's all about. So they start talking about women. I think I got that backwards. So yeah, Steve Martin Steve comes, Martin into, Michael comes into Michael Caine's car. Okay. Yeah. All right, all right, all right, all right. Freddie finds Lawrence. So they start talking about chicks. I can tell you've got a lot to learn about women. Yes, I'm afraid I am a bit naive when it comes to the weaker sex. The weaker sex. Yeah, that's well. That's how. That's what. That's the tone. You know what I mean? So Freddie knows. He knows everything there is about women. Okay, and uh, Lawrence is stuffy, and he couldn't possibly know what's going on with modern women. Mm-hmm. <laughs> At one point, Freddie goes, I'm on my way to this sweet place called Boma Sumer, going to get me some... I'm going to be some rich bitches. And then Lawrence is like, oh, oh God, no. Um, actually, you don't want to go there because uh, that's just for older retired folks. So, you know, the juice wouldn't be worth the squeeze, as it were. You should probably go to this other place that's nowhere near Beaumont Sumer. You don't want to go there. And, you know, Freddie was like, thank you. Actually, called ahead. Uh, didn't Freddie? No, uh, Lawrence, no, Lawrence. Lawrence called ahead. Yeah. He's like, I'd have to go tell my family. I always like to call ahead and tell them when I'm going to be arrived. What he did was he called he, for a decoy. He basically. called he called the police guy, the police chief, to bring like a very attractive lady mm-hmm, who gets on mm-hmm, the train. Mm-hmm. She's like, "Oh, I'm going home. I'm to, going to Portofino. Going to the other town that he said. I know. Yeah, you said Freddie and all that, but I'm just basically I'm gonna just go Michael Caine, Freddie. You know, Michael Caine, Steve Martin. Also, Portofino is in Italy. But yeah. she's like, mm-hmm. I'm going home to. So he's like, Oh, maybe I should stay here and go with her. Totally threw him right off the scent, and Lawrence is like, yeah, probably you should, you should go. And that kind Be- of worked, right? Because winning. Because the, the, and that was, that was a great line that I remembered from it, because the chief was like, did you really need to do that? He's like, oh, well, you know, even if this poacher is coming and trying to kill small rabbits and stuff like that, it'll make enough noise to scare off the big game. That's right. It's cutting into Michael Caine's Lawrence. business. Yeah, Lawrence always has these musings because, you know, he's the best at what he does. As far as he knows and is aware of, he literally is the best at what he does. So, you know, he's talking to his buddy, the uh, crooked cop, and they're talking about the, uh, they hear about the jackal making making its way through Europe. A very successful uh, thief. Not to be confused with the jackal from that Bruce, Bruce Willis, Willis movie? Richard Gere movie. Oh, that movie's terrible. Future movie Wait, pick. I'm already calling that. The Jackal? The Jackal had uh, Val Kilmer in it. No, no that's, that's The, the Saint. Saint. Oh, also a terrible okay. movie. Um, <laughs> no. Wait, the Jackal had... Um, Bruce Willis. Bruce Willis in it. Yes. Jack Black lost an arm. I didn't realize Jack Black was That in movie it. was awesome. Okay. Oh, we you bastards. Well, it probably does have a lot of guns in it. So. Well, lots of guns in the <laughs> remote control. So, okay. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. So he's talking to his cop buddy. Okay. They're, you know, they're where they usually do this uh, talk. They're they're having a a, brun- a lunch, and then they see this beautiful white Ferrari pull up. The cop is like, "This is actually your next mark. So watch this." And Lawrence looks at this Ferrari pull up in front of the hotel, and who's in the passenger seat? Steve Martin. Steve Martin. Absolutely, it's Freddie. And they're laughing. And they're just having and a great time. And they're shopping. Yep. What does Freddie do? She hands him a wad of money. Mm-hmm. And the keys. And the keys to the Ferrari. To the Ferrari. To yeah. the Ferrari. And he goes out and he just has a great time. We're talking montage great time. He's got like designer Prada oh, Speedos. Yeah. You know, he's got a lot of like burger meat out on his chest, just showing it off, hanging out with chicks. Do not ever need to see Steve Martin in a bikini thong. Um, thong that was a thong, bathing dude. Suit. They ain't no bikini. Did about not that. need to see that. I think we did need to see it. No, because I wrote earlier how that's a, that's what a real man looks like. <sighs> oh, him and Michael Caine are both so tan. And then <laughs> you see him in that bikini bathing suit, and I'm like, never mind. No, he was whiter than he's that almost, car. He's almost clear. Speaking like, of, so white. There's a montage. Freddie's getting his, uh, you know, his spend on, and he's having a great time. Well, uh, at the same time, Lawrence sent his uh, crooked cop friend 
to go take some pictures and document that Freddie was being in a sack of Didn't shit. Didn't he also just take the lady with him? When he was on the beach, he rolled up in the car and she was sitting behind him in the backseat of the car. So that oh. she could complain and then they could arrest uh, Steve Martin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's how he went to prison. I said I would give money to Michael Caine, but not not Steve Martin. Ooh, okay. Well, why? I just don't trust Steve Martin. I feel like he's just too goofy looking, especially in this movie. Whereas Michael Caine, I mean, suave. But mm, you don't think mustache. his grandmother needed the money? No. But no. Meanwhile, meanwhile, you were sitting there. Meanwhile, early, you slap a British accent on it. I meanwhile, will give you, money. you were sitting there earlier saying, "Oh, I would have known that that's a fake country. I'm not going to give him money." Oh. Yeah, true story. He's not actually a prince. Well, yeah. That mustache looks like he wears jackets without pants on. You know what I mean? Nice. Okay. So <laughs> the the lady, the owner of the Ferrari is confronted with the pictures. Uh, that she sees it in person. She, and she sees it in person. And Freddie gets arrested for being a piece of shit. In jail, run by the crooked cop. Lawrence shows up and says, you Well, know, no, 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 because he's like, if you can have someone who lives here that can vouch for you, he's like, I know someone, I know someone. Um, um, that scene uh, was amazing. Yeah. Uh, he's like, I remember his name. I remember his name. Uh, his name is James. No, his name is James Josephson. Lord, no, no. James Lawrence. Lawrence! Lawrence! Lawrence. Lawrence Fells, Lawrence Fangs, Forrest Lawrenceton, Lone Lars, Lars, L- Lawrence, Lawrence Luck. Goes on for like five minutes. <laughs> yeah. And then he finally gets it. Was it was exhausting. Lawrence Jameson. Yeah. Yes. Yes. It's Lawrence like Jameson. Yes. Yes. So good. So they work a deal out where Lawrence has to get out of there. Or uh, that Freddie has to get out of there. And Freddie has to go home, fly home and uh, to get a check to send to Lawrence for bailing him out. And on the airplane, Freddie meets... Lady Fanny. Lady Fanny, which is one of Lawrence's former marks. She's the one that kept getting pushed, in, pushed into bushes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're working for the prince. No. You've met his highness. And then that's when Freddie goes, oh, light bulb. Lawrence is a fellow scoundrel. A grifter. He's a fellow motherfucker. I got to get back there. And see what this is all about. So Freddy goes, all right, I know what's up. He flies back to Boma Sumer. Boma Sumer. And he says, Lawrence, you got, I, I love your house. I love your whole it is like, a gorgeous aura. House. I need how could it. You not? I need this. I need give me all of this and show me how to get it. And Lawrence said, I will only under one condition. Under one condition that he that he leaves, right? That he listens and then he leaves when he's done. So and then at one point he uh, Lawrence tells his butler, Who's his butler? Who's his butler? His butler, probably the baddest dude of all dudes. His butler is, is Mister. His butler is Emperor Palpatine. Ian McDermott. Do he it. doesn't have Force Lightning at this point. No. Yeah, he looks more like he looks more like Chancellor Palpatine in this movie instead yep. of Emperor Palpatine. Yep. Correct. So Lawrence, in the privacy, okay, in confidence, tells uh, the baddest dude of all dudes, Palpatine man, um, execute. Order I take 66. him in with grace so that I can get rid of him with grace. Okay, so that tells you, you know, what the mind space that Lawrence is in right now. It's a means to an end Mm -hmm. he's doing it with dignity insert montage yep (laughs) montage and this is where what what do we see in the montage of the training so much hair gel so much hair gel and we see sausage fingers anybody ever notice that Michael Caine has fucking sausage fingers he said it but I was thinking like those aren't Michael Caine's fingers and then they showed him I was like ew his his, uh, fingers are actually wider than they are long They're huge. How did I not notice this? And how much hair gel? I'm like, you don't need that much. Yeah, he's on, he was was the 88, so he's probably on like those old heart medicines that made all your fluids go into your extremities. What? No. You're so full of crap. I made that up. You did. But but no, but he still clearly has sausage fingers. Yeah, this is where he carries his weight. This is also only a year after. The guy can't use a remote, Michelle. I mean, Tammy. This is only a year after Jaws the Revenge came out, and he had to get that, he had to let that perm come out of his hair. That's why he used so much. So much hair gel. Why is um, floral arranging a superior trait for scamming people, by the way? Because it's it's all, it's the long con. He wants to put this air, he wants to put airs about him that he is this, he is this person of class and status and elegance. 
It's so funny. I would argue that it's part of the complete man. Like it is. An actual <laughs> yeah. gentleman knows how to do these things, and he's and he's teaching them. I also he genuinely like, likes to do it, too. Yeah, well, I yeah, would agree with that. You see that later when he's like, this is what I do with my money, Freddie. I do this. Yeah. I he's like all this wine. Yeah, I have millions yep. of bottles of wine, and I don't drink it. I just collect oh, no. it. And you see this yeah. topiary? This is what you do with your money. He probably came from, like, nothing in, like, South London. Well, and grew up and wanted the high life, and that's what he does. He scams people to get it. Listen, this uh, listen to this then. So when director Frank Oz first approached Michael Caine about uh, a role in this movie, he tempted him with the promise of a cozy villa in the south of France for three months. And once uh, Michael learned that the villa was going to be between uh, Sir Roger Moore and composer Leslie uh, Bricusse? Bricusse? Sure. Uh, he he was like absolutely. I cannot wait to do this movie. Why not? Yeah. Ooh. So you know, bully for him. It's so like Lawrence a, it's has like trained a... Freddy at this point. So we're ready for our first con. But man. you know what? Also though, like because yeah, put, that's right. I this is something that I wrote down. Like you know, they he was in the training montage. He was doing like the making him look suave and everything. But to be completely honest with you, I think Steve Martin looks better without the hair gel. I agree. Like Same. when he has his when he has like that his beautiful natural white hair. Cloth. Mm. Yeah, the hair gel is way too much. It's white. It's not silver. And like it's and white. white. And like Ali beautiful. Like Ali said, it makes it made his nose look like that much bigger. It when did. Yeah, he can't like drink that. champagne. No. Like his nose looked almost mm-hmm. like his nose in Roxanne. Roxanne. Yeah. It was just the fake. It was really prosthetic. big. Yeah. So after the training montage. And now we're at the first grift. And that's first con. The first con. And we see Lawrence is working it. He is talking to this woman that he's betrothed. Engaged. Betrothed. He's, he's a, she's a Texan woman. She looks familiar. Wait, wait no, 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 Oklahoma. She, she was from Tulsa. Yep. She's an Oklahoma. She looks familiar. And she's all very excited to to be married to this wonderful British man. Gonna marry a prince. That's right. That's right. And he goes, well, I cannot wait to go to Tulsa, Oklahoma. Said no one ever. Uh, I can't. But, you know, my brother would be very excited to know. And she goes, I can't go without him. Excuse me? Please say the brother's name. Rupert. No. Rupert? Rupert? No, it's Rupert. No, it's Rupert. Ru- I, I, heard- I, I literally wrote down rubric. I could not. <laughs> no, it's Rupert. 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 <laughs> he kept saying it's so different. I was like, what is this thing? And you know what? This scene right here is He's like. full I, special, buddy. Uh, it's, no, it's, I, I sat there and I was like, I did the, I did the. You did. Uh, you, I did the boomer. You did quote. the boomer thing. <laughs> Can't make this movie today. No, nope. no. Nope. <laughs> so he's he's sitting there and he looks clearly disheveled. Uh, and he has a tire swing in his room. <laughs> well, his wait, wait. Like, like, like an orangutan. How does how does Lawrence walk his betrothed? Like where, like Rupert is down the hall, down a stairwell. It's like a stone yep. stairwell right. in a, a point, prison yeah. cell yep. in the basement of his like mansion. Very far away. And he has to unlock the door <laughs> with a key. <laughs> Chains. Like, horrifying. Chains. And he goes He's basically like <laughs> sloth in the Goonies. Lauren yes. says this is this is Rupert. Uh Rupert, we're going to go live in Oklahoma. And mother. He, and he goes, Mother? But no, it's not your mother. No, it's not your mother. Rubric. <laughs> Rupert, you're gonna come live with us. And he goes, Oh really? And then <laughs> He knocks. He's, he goes over to the mantle and he starts knocking things onto the ground one by one, <laughs> which is something Tammy does to piss me off. It and, works. And Michael so well. Caine says, "Do I need to get the genital cuff?" <laughs> yes. What? The and then, <laughs> and then that really reigns Rupert in. He goes, "Oh, oh no! I don't, no, I don't no. want any part of that. I don't want any part of that." So then. We get to uh, the dinner time. Which is uh, another woman. Which, it's, it's a different yeah, it's woman. A different, it's a different it's woman. It's the woman from um, Six Feet Under. She was okay. the mom on Six Feet Under. That explains why at this point Rupert has an eye patch. And is holding a trident. And he's holding a trident. <laughs> and he goes, may I please excuse myself? May I use the bathroom? May I use the bathroom? And, he pr- and uh, Lawrence says, absolutely, Rupert. And he proceeds to piss himself at the table. And he goes, thank you. He's <laughs> just eating a bowl of applesauce with a, with a fork, fork that has a cork on it. Don't take the cork off the fork. Why is the cork on the fork? To prevent him hurting himself. 
and others. That's the craziest thing <laughs> well, I've yeah, ever he's got the he's got a fucking eye patch on. What do you think happened? No, because he lifts the eye patch up and there's no, it's fine. <laughs> it's the craziest scene ever. It's like the best movie. After this, we see that all the marks are gone and it's time to distribute the pay. Uh, yeah. Lawrence has stacks of cash on his desk and he's handing them to the butler and he hands another stack of cash to his crooked cop. And then he gives a nice fat stack to himself and a nice nothingness to Freddy. Well, it's an internship, man. You don't get paid for that. Well, uh, well, no, that, yeah, he says exactly that. He's like, nope. you're a student. And that's why Freddy quit on the spot. But not before they challenge each other to a bet. What is the bet? Anybody remember 50, what the bet was? 50000 The first man to extract the agreed upon amount from the agreed upon mark. And when they're discussing this, they're at the uh, hotel lobby, and they see this bumbling American woman burst through the front door, and they go, that's the mark. Easy mark. There it is. She's the soap queen. That one right there. She's She's the soap queen of America. That's what the cop tells them. She's the soap queen. Janet Colgate. Janet Colgate, played by Glenn Headley. Thank you. So, I know I talked about this on the Empire of the Sun episode, about how Glenn Headley was married to John Malkovich, and they got a divorce because he cheated on her with Michelle Pfeiffer when John Malkovich and Michelle Pfeiffer were making Dangerous Liaisons, which also came out in 1988, which is the year they got divorced. All of this happened in 1988. Oh, man. So she's dealing with some shit. He was probably probably cheating on her while she was making this movie and he was making Dangerous Liaisons and then both movies came out the same year and they both got divorced and they got divorced that year. Like crazy. Scandalous. 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 Maybe she was getting tag teamed All by Michael Caine and, and Steve Martin. Maybe. Let's hope. Okay. So they he, they got a mark and they got a deal. Interesting. The next night we see at the casino at the roulette table. He's Janik. Michael Caine's doing his bit, which is he starts off at the roulette table. Yes. And he's supposed to lose. Mm-hmm. And he's done this before. We've yeah. seen this in the in the first scene mm-hmm. at the yeah. roulette table. This is yeah. This is the so we setup. know this is his thing. And he yeah. starts to get her attention by placing the same bets she's placing. Yes, and then Steve Martin wheels behind them, dressed as a no, yeah Navy right. officer, Navy yeah na- uh, Navy vet in a wheelchair. Well, another one is, couldn't make this movie today. He's er. got he's got Navy medals. Award. Yeah, he's Thank got medals. He's, he's got, got Navy. He's and got medals of valor medals on his like and he's got some of the same ones yeah i'm sure and he just like wiggles in between uh janet he pushes his wheelchair into people he slams so that he can make them move apart and he can get in between them it's a lot so it's not it's not not a a wiggle it's a smacking lawrence to move out of the way it's like i'm in a wheelchair and i'm disabled you need to get out of my way leg disabled yeah he is leg disabled okay okay so uh, Freddy starts to bet, and he clearly has a much smaller chip stack than everyone else, and he starts to bet and very quickly loses everything, and then is so destitute at, at, at this point, he tries to... Pawn uh, one of his medals. Yeah. He tries to cash in one of his pot medals. You know, Medal of Valor. Playing the of game. course, the, the table... Um, he's like, nope. He's, the dealer's like, no, sorry. No. You can't trade in your medal. And he, yep. so, he just takes his medal and then he wheels away so sadly. So he wheels away. Freddy. And then Lawrence hits again. He's, he's just got this huge stack of francs. He's like, fuck. So it's not working. Janet goes after Freddy. Mm-hmm. Freddy. Oh, yeah. Her voice she, is a little... No, I, I love her voice. One of the first movies I think I saw in theaters or something or, uh, was Dick Tracy. I think her name was Tess mm. in that. I always think of Mr. Holland's opus. She's Mr. Mm-hmm. She's the wife of Mr. That's Holland's also, opus. Yeah, that's also a good one. She's talking to Freddie, and Freddie's giving Janet a sob story about how he can't walk because of war and the only way that he could walk again no, is if no, no he that's can't not walk true. he can't walk it wasn't because of the war he can't walk because he it's was a mental thing he was also a dancer but first but first he needed the money for his grandmother's surgery so yeah he's he still, still uses in, that he's still using that as his first uh line of what he right. needs the money for 
Okay. But then he goes into how he can't use his legs. And it's because he used to be a dancer and he had this dance partner and she cheated on him. Mm -hmm. With the host of the the dance show they were going to be on. Correct. And so after that, he never used his legs Again. Again. Okay. Again. He's devastated. Got, okay. Thank you. Okay. And that's why he needs the $50,000? He that, needs the $50,000 to, to the, pay the psychiatrist in Liechtenstein. But also for his grandmother. To help him with his leg his disorder. Issue with his legs. Okay. And for his grandmother. Sorry. I just want to interject <laughs> as well. I just want to know. Did, did you look into it or anything about like how much of this stuff was possibly improv most of it was ad-libbed uh, oh that, that's it. great oh my it. god because then well, yeah steve march just sitting there like to a girl back in the states and we love to dance we wanted to be professionals <laughs> isn't that silly and we got an opportunity to perform on tv on on dance usa and we decided that if we won we'd get married <laughs> so we went on and we danced and we won how <laughs> <laughs> great <laughs> And in the excitement, we got separated. So I went back to the studio, and there they were, naked, dancing. And then they stopped, and they made love right there on the dance floor. Yeah, they were definitely riffing the whole time, guys. (laughs) That's great. That's that's even better, knowing that. Lawrence hears this, and he stages uh, a situation in which he could bump into Janet. So no, no, no. He, he didn't hear it. His crooked cop friend okay. yeah. was okay. eavesdropping and took so, all the notes. But he still stages yeah, a situation to, to, yeah, so that help, he could yeah. bump into Janet as the doctor. The doctor from Lichtenstein. Von Schuffhausen. The from do- Lichtenstein. Yeah. The Who doctor. happens to be on vacation in the same, same hotel. hotel. Exactly. What a coincidence. What a co- so she brings him up to the room. And Dr. S begins treatment. Tickle, tickle, tickle. And starts tickling <laughs> oh. Freddie's feet and, and start caning him. <laughs> he just takes this metal rod, a switch, and starts smacking Freddie in the shins. And Freddie's just like, nope. I can't I, feel it. I, I can't feel it. Steve Martin has he big say? feet. He's crying because of what? He's so happy. He's so happy. He wrote it down. I can't. This would be so good. At one point... Sir Michael Caine is running from one end of the room, jumping, and then smacking Freddy's shins as hard as he can. With, like, a really hard plastic fake yep. flower. And Freddy's just... And they decide they're going to stay with Michael Caine so Michael Caine can treat Freddy's yep. phantom leg syndrome. Exactly. Also, so. also, props to Michael Caine on committing with the actual, like, Liechtenstein slash German accent. Oh, he's a, a master of accents in this movie. Because, like... Which he should be because he's a grifter. Yeah, because like other right. mo- mm-hmm. like other actors of his age and caliber from the UK. I'm sorry, I'm just thinking of Anthony Hopkins. So like when Anthony Hopkins is like, awesome, I'm sir. He's like, I'm playing a Spanish person, but meanwhile I'm just going to be British the whole time. I'm playing Dr. Van Helsing. I'm playing Dr. Van Helsing. I kind of have a German twinge. The worst. And of course, Hannibal Lecter, Eastern European. You don't really know what he is. Yeah. No, no, you, you get you get the backstory in that terrible Hannibal Rising movie. But yeah, he's, oh. like, he's like Eastern European invaded by the Soviet, you know, like that sort of thing. But still. Oh, okay. But still, hello. Good day. Would you like a spot of tea? Whereas Michael Caine commits. Yes. Right, so after the caning. <laughs> Pun. Oh my gosh. You're welcome, guys. <laughs> You're welcome. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Title of the episode. Had to. I after had the to. caning. <laughs> he, the doctor agrees. Clearly this man is sick. I can help him. I'll stay on for uh, $50,000. For $50, but only if you give me the 50 grand, don't you dare give him any money. So they start to treat him. And yes. they go back to uh, the villa at Beaumont-Sumel, right? Beaumont-Sumel. Freddie leaves a note that he's going to drown himself and starts to wheel his wheelchair closer to the edge of a staircase. The most ridiculous thing I've ever seen. <laughs> looking back, <laughs> looking back, inching closer and closer. I'm looking back, I'm making sure people are looking at him, and he's like, well, I don't want to do it, but I will. And then all of a sudden, mm. you don't see him. Yeah. And then you flash to him, and he's picked up, he is picked up. Running the, down the stairs. And he's <laughs> running down the stairs, screaming, <laughs> And she's and then, running after him. 
And then he places at the bottom of the stairs, he places the, the wheelchair down and he, and he just lays down and he's like, I have fallen. And she shows up and she's like, oh my God, are you okay? And you know, they almost make out and, they it was, do. and then fucking the doctor shows up Michael and King. fucks it all up and says, we need to continue treatment. Yes. We have to pretend like we're having the best time exactly. because then he will join in. He'll get jealous. He'll get jealous. So they go dancing. They go dancing. This they go to a dancing. Yes. And he, so they're at the club and he's sitting there because, you know, I he uses legs and they're wrote, dancing in front of him. Michael Caine dances like my Uncle Gary. <laughs> a lot of pointing. It's it was it's a lot of this. Oh. It's a lot of this with the arms. It's just the it's just the eighties white. The Describe what body. you're doing. <laughs> it's the upper body it's thing. The one arm, yeah. It's like a double pumping. It's a double yeah. fist pump. My and Uncle then, Gary then, dances the exact same way. And the waist is going the opposite like, way. He, like, right. he can slow dance, but you can't... There's no... Move, like, he doesn't move his bottom half at all. It's a lot of just upper body shaking and gyrating. My Uncle Gary also has similar moves where he does the points. Well, he does the points, though. <laughs> Maybe it's a Gary thing. That's how Guido dances when he doesn't want to dance with me. Yeah, I... I the points. I, well, yeah. <laughs> I, the points I do air. this, and then you see me, and you go, I don't want to be seen with that. Right. So I would rather do nothing. And he I'm also, like, you're right. He also lifts up his leg, his one leg, and he yeah. twists it yeah. at the same time that he's pointing the fingers. Yeah. Nice. It's much like the RRR dance. No. Oh, keep going. Keep, I would love to keep, keep going. On, keep on, keep it on. Keep okay. on. So the doctor is dancing with Janet right in front of Freddie. And, and he's like pouring it on thick. He's like, don't you wish you could just... Jump up out of that chair. Get out of that chair. Come dance. Go on, take this girl. Come on, she's a lovely lady. Don't you want to dance with her? Meanwhile, there are two Navy... British seamen. British Naval officers. One is. The the black guy's not British. There are several seamen behind... Freddie watching this whole thing happen. They're like, "This motherfucker, are you yeah. serious? You gonna let him talk to you like this?" They're they're like soccer hooligans in navy yeah. outfits. And Freddie's like, "I don't have a choice. He stole her from me." Oh. And then they kiss on the dance floor. Oh, that's they right. That's kiss. right. So that's when the uh, the seamen they say, "Listen, we could have him on a airplane to Honduras tonight. Would yes. you like that?" And he goes. Yeah, I think that'd be great. Thank <laughs> you. Thank you. At the end of the evening, the doctor gets in the car uh, with with Freddie because you know Freddie can't fucking drive. Nope. And uh, they Lawrence talks to Janet first. Remember? And Janet says that she doesn't have the fifty k. She's got to sell jewelry or something. She's not. We find. She's yeah. not actually rich. She's right. not rich. She's she not won rich. a but, soap so contest. Janet's telling uh, the doc she isn't actually wealthy, and she has to sell some things. And she has to call her dad. I think she should call her dad and get the money. And Lawrence is like, "Oh fuck, we're grifting a uh, an ungriftable. This is kind of against my He's, at least my moral code." He doesn't take money from right. people who don't have any. Exactly, mm-hmm. and I'm like. Okay, respectable. Com- yeah. Okay, it's commendable. There is an honor uh, with this thief among grifters. Interesting. Among grifters. Uh, he gets he in a car with Freddie. Housewives of Salt Lake City, and they start driving back to the villa, and they renegotiate the deal. Disgusting deal. I it's, don't like. It that gets now worse. Be- it gets really like before Me Too, and well, you know, I think too they can both fuck her first. Who can yeah. fuck her first? But Michael Caine so still gross. is like, well, I'm not betting that. I'm just gonna bet that you can't do it. Exactly. So Michael like Caine's still a gentleman. Like a, like yeah, a gentleman. he's trying to stop. Still like a gentleman. A man's man. Lovely. So, but they changed the bet, and after they agreed that the bet has been changed, that's when some truck speeds up and gets right in front of their car. No, no, no. It's just parked in the front. Oh, okay. It's just parked yeah. at the gate. Blocking at the, the villa. gate okay. to Michael Caine's house. Yeah. Man, my version's so much better in my head. <laughs> so much more action. Okay, I mean, so <laughs> to be fair, to be fair, we literally watched it like four hours. We ago. did. We watched it this we, morning. Yeah, we watched it today. <laughs> what a great asset! Keep it straight. All right. Uh, yeah. So the the car, the truck's there. It's full of semen, and they. <laughs> That's disgusting. I I will only say it that way. At least and it's not actually a bunch of semen like in your movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Instead of a bunch of cummies, it's a bunch of semen. Yeah. And they kidnap Lawrence. Please cut that out. No. So gross. <laughs> no. They, kid, they kidnap Lawrence, and Freddie goes, ha I am free. Gets in the car, drives away. Goes back to the hotel. Goes back to the hotel, and he goes, I can, uh, he's like, Janet, I can walk. Look. No, no, no. He's like, 
I think I can if, if you, you just love, love me. me. I'd oh, also like right. to say I wrote down I loved her polka dot robe and matching PJ set. It was so cute. I think I polka can dot, walk if I know that you love me. Monogrammed yep. robe and a matching very <laughs> cute little set. And then, and then he, and then he, she totally bought that just for the trip. Adorable, adorable. Then he totally. get he he slowly stands. Oh, I can't. You're doing it. You're doing. Oh, oh. <laughs> He basically is like, go back further, further. You mean on the bed? Like, why don't you just... (laughs) Yes. I'm standing. Yes, now walk to me. It's almost, it's almost as good as like it going back to the jerk again when he's sitting there learning how, learning how to, to have do, rhythm, learning how to have rhythm, how to, to the, clap and to the, to the, to the, to like to the terrible white music. He's like, look, I can do. But, he's definitely shuffling along, yeah. But this time he's like, oh, so good. So he walks to her. They embrace. They're just about to make out, except for Doctor Motherfucker comes up and says, "I knew it this entire time." Because he was just sitting there. He's like, "I knew it could work." He's been in the corner of the room and he watched the whole thing and it She's like, Doctor, Shit. you were right. So Dr. Lawrence escorts Freddie down the hallway and into a room. With all the semen. With Full all of the semen. semen. And the semen can see that Freddie can use his goddamn legs just fine. So they're pissed. And they invite him in to kick his ass. And then he says he's going, well, because Michael Caine says he's going to put Colgate. Janet Colgate. Janet on a plane and send her away because he doesn't want to grift her anymore. Exactly. And you know Steve Martin does. Yeah. So he's going to send her off. So he kind of like leaves Steve Martin with the semen. <laughs> to get tied up by semen. <laughs> Super glued to the wall. Oh, yeah. So the next day, the next day, Dr. Lawrence, Lawrence shows up to the uh, to the hotel room. And uh, the Freddy, semen are all partied out. Freddie has befriended all of the semen. Uh, he is laughing. Everyone's calling him by his first name. They're all having a good time. Yeah. He doesn't have a bruise on him. Nope. The only negative is he is at that moment super glued to the wall. He says, "Can you hand me that super glue solvent?" And it, when he says that, when he says that, and Michael Caine turns away, he's bagging up. You can tell. Like he, oh, it's that moment, so funny. He, he lost his shit on it's that one. It's so good. He, he gets unsuper glued, and Freddie goes to Janet's room, and she's not there. But she comes back while he's there, and then they're gonna get down. They make out, and they bang. Meanwhile, she's already checked out of that room. The I house, said the, that. Yeah. You did, yeah. I was like, um, that me just made that bed. Very rude for you guys now to have sex on it. Like, d- not cool. After this, next scene, we see Lawrence. He's he's uh, he's back at his villa. He's in the pool. And he's feeling, you know, like he lost, and he's feeling one way about it. Then he gets visited by Janet, right? And she tells uh, she tells Lawrence that Freddie stole her 50 grand. Right, yes, yes. See? And while, he, while she's telling him this, Lawrence goes into his safe, and he grabs a nice fat stack and gives her 50 grand cash and says, you know, uh, I'm very sorry that he did this to you. Yes. Let me help you get on a plane. Let me help you get home. Uh, you know, and he escorts her at this point. He, Lawrence, escorts Janet Colgate to the airport and right. sees her on the plane, right? Right before she gets on the plane, she gives the bag back that had the Correct. money in it. Correct. And says... Thank you very much. I can't take it. I can't that doesn't take belong it. to me. It doesn't belong to me. She gets on the plane. As the plane takes off, he's holding the bag. Steve Freddy Martin shows up, up. Yes. and he's in a robe. He's frantic as fuck, and he goes, "You did you just let her go? Oh yeah, she stole yeah, yeah. my money." And then Lawrence opens up the bag to find nothing in it, and there and then no, his clothes, Freddie's clothes, clothes are, in are in it. Yeah, Freddy's no money. Are... And she stole my money, and she stole my clothes. So she is a grifter. She was a grifter. She. I was... wrote it down about halfway through the movie. I wrote, "Is she a grifter?" Oh yeah, I did. You were okay. I not did. O- not only I feel was... like there has to be a, a, another way around. Not like, only was she else. a well, grifter. Okay. She was. She was the famous grifter that was coming. Wait, wait, wait. We don't know. Well, you might as well tell. Well, no, we do because she left a note in the bag. Oh, yeah. that, oh did it yeah, say the jackal? A, yeah, there it was does. a note in the bag saying it was the jackal. She's the jackal because the whole time the the crooked cop thought the jackal because he they said it was an American. Mm-hmm. They mm-hmm. said that the crook the crooked cop thought it was Steve Martin, but really we find out that it was um, Janet fucking Colgate. Janet Colgate. Yeah. The last scene of the movie, we see our boys tired and grifting. <sighs> yes. Freddie and Lawrence are looking out 
at the French Riviera. Gorgeous. And he's like, season's over. I'm going to have to, you know. I'm going to close up parts of the house. Exactly. They're just talking about what they're going to do. And then they hear something. Some loud, obnoxious woman from New Jersey. I didn't type that. I know you didn't type that. I put it in there. And because she sounds like she's from Jersey. She doesn't. She does. At all. She does. And she's got a whole bunch of Greek people behind her. Should we say a female Michael Rappaport? She's so Jersey, (laughs) she could run for Senate in Pennsylvania right now. Oh, is that a Dr. Oz joke? (laughs) Oh, man. Vote for John Fetterman. So so she shows up. With a bunch of Greek people that she introduces as Greek, okay? So I'm not like, like I'm not assuming Greek, anything, guys. Biggest Greek family I've ever seen. In my Jesus, life. I mean well, that goes they are without saying. Large. I mean, come I on. know. <laughs> All right, she introduces Lawrence as. So, Nikos Papadopoulos, I'd like you to meet the favorite son of Australia, Chips O'Toole. And she introduces Freddie as a brilliant mute. <laughs> it's funny. She now has red hair too. She looks totally different yep. than when she was Janet Colgate. And carrying an awesome triangle-shaped purse. Did you clock no. that purse? Oh, yeah. That bag I did. looked so ridiculous. I loved it. Yes. It's it's and a giant fucking triangle. It was great. It looks like the triangle that the three supervillains got thrown into in Superman 2. And you I think l- that looks cool? I did. And I liked That's her ridiculous. I liked her suit. I oh, liked yeah. I everything. I liked her sunglasses. Everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, she basically looked late like Jan- fashion, she looked like Janine from Ghostbusters. And too. what is wrong with that? So she sent the, <laughs> the Greek uh, family to go take a look at the villa and she tells the boys, she goes, I've made a lot of money. But Five take, million dollars. I've made but taking your fifty grand was by far the most fun. And then she locks them both arm in arm, and they go on to do more crime. And that just warms my heart. You know what I mean? They found she's a genius. They, they found each other. They liked e- they liked each other's style. Come on. Well, it's also just a, it's it's a lesson that don't ju- don't basically assume that all women are gonna <laughs> well, fuck you over. <laughs> I think it kind of p- pulls it around because in the beginning they were like, oh, we need to learn the weaker the sex. the weaker sex, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then they're, they did like, refer to. Them that way. Really, this is just a feminism story. Yeah, for sure. We can grift loved just as better than I mean, men. I got to put the big F on it, but fine. I I also I wrote down. Did you notice that when Michael Caine was in the pool, um, he was swimming. He was wearing a he was wearing a gold bracelet, but it was fake gold. You could see like the green. Yes, I did notice wrist. that. Yeah. And it, so at that time, very popular in 1988 was healthy jewelry. So a lot of oh. copper. Okay. Uh, yeah. So copper with magnets in it. Yeah. That would do it. Okay. My goodness. Well, that was a good synopsis. Do we want to go around the, the, the table and, and, and give a pass-fail? Unless you have other facts, Guido. The one was that they ad-libbed the entire, pretty much the entire movie. Amazing. That's, um, that's great. And it's fabulous. In the club, uh, dancing next to Michael Caine, the tall, straight, black-haired girl dancing next to him was uh-huh. actually his real-life daughter, Natasha. Oh, huh. And I thought that was... Interesting. That was nice. And his son was the really, really short black person there, too. There was a very, very he short was like, person. Like, like, super short. Yep. That Sir Michael Caine was nominated for a Golden Globe Award for Best Actor for this. Rightfully so. Comedy musical, yes. Rightfully so. Steve, Steve Martin was not nominated in the Bullshit. same category, Bullshit. despite many people considering him to be the major contributor. I mean, Michael Caine, it's definitely a subtle funny. Was this a Steve Martin movie with Michael Caine in it? Well, I mean, Steve Martin was the top mm. billing. Steve Martin was the top billing. Oh. I was surprised oh. by that. That actually okay but then yeah, 88 so no i mean yeah, but michael Caine just won an oscar and but, he had been in jaws the revenge i mean bought a house coming off of a but also streak. but also steve martin's like i mean he's 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 at it's not like he's had a low point in his career or anything like that he's worked steady yeah yeah he's had a steady career but his high point was like the 80s because you know planes trains and automobiles parenthood mm-hmm. the man with two brains um yeah it's true he did do a lot he did a lot i mean so yeah he was like comedic. i have his stand-up lp let's get small oh my you parents know, I, do too uh matt dude i'm sorry you know what yeah total total pass love this movie i loved it so much it was so amazing again i was kicking myself the entire time watching it like have I not watched this movie before? And and a thing that I do, I did comment about this, and I, I wanted to bring this to the group. I was like, 
because Allie brings it up. She's brought it up before. She was like, you know who's really good at like a really funny comedic like meltdown? She's like Tom Hanks. After watching Tom Hanks. After watching oh, this movie. Yeah. After watching this movie, I think Steve Martin is like the best like meltdown. Like, oh, they were dancing in front of me. Oh. <laughs> I just say Tom Hanks because Tom <laughs> Hanks is more of a dramatic actor. So when he does comedies and well, he no, does like freak outs, like in the burbs, the take me to the hospital. I'm sick. Like, to be, to be fair, to so be funny. fair, in the 80s, he was more comedic. He was more comedic in the 80s. So, yeah. But loved it. Oh, loved God. It. They're dancing. Passed. <laughs> oh, I passed it so hard and they were dancing. Yeah. <laughs> Tammy um I I loved it the first time I've seen it uh I loved it again when we watched it like a couple weeks ago for this review and I wish I wish I wish we could have watched it with you two today because I would have loved to see your reactions I I would have loved to see like the parts that you laughed the hardest even though you've told us today but I think part of the reason why I love watching movies is to see what other people's reactions are so yeah a total pass I love Steve Martin and Michael Caine and it was such a good movie and Allie I loved it of course you did I can't believe I can't believe I've never seen it and if I mean I personally love movies that make you like laugh out loud like usually when you watch movies and something's funny you're just like huh I I Multiple mm-hmm. times, we're just like, ah! like, yep. like, I just guffawed. <laughs> like, it's so funny, and like, everyone's just really good in it. I just really, and I also loved, I loved like at the end when they when they realize Glenn Headley is uh, a grifter, the genuine like appreciation that Michael Caine has for it when he's like, she got me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like he like respects her. Yeah, and I kind of love it. Game and recognizes game. And yeah. I love that, it. A thing totally, that we didn't totally. talk about, but I just. I just remembered, I was like, and yeah, I know we said that Ian McDermott was in this movie, but we didn't notice about how great of like a straight man he was in this. He was like, oh. Welcome to hell. Yeah, he was like, (laughs) welcome to hell. He was good in it. I actually didn't guess that Janet was the jackal. I didn't guess that she was the jackal, but I did write down very early on, is she a grifter? Something's up with her, yeah. Because... I said I said this to Matt when we were watching it. It really reminds me of a fish called Wanda, and a fish called Wanda came out in the exact in the same year. It came out in 1988. Well, and then you also and said I, it reminded you of Heartbreakers. Well, yeah, Heartbreakers. But, but you know, you know, yeah, that, was, Sigourney, that was later. Mm, mm-hmm. I wonder if this is an example of one of those movie or one of those times where it's basically the same movie but done by two different production companies, which happens quite a bit, like Armageddon and, and Deep Impact or The Prestige and the Magician. And the Magician, it's almost the exact because Fish Called Wanda is almost the exact same story. Plus, it has the John Cleese. John Cleese instead of Michael Caine oh. has Kevin Klein instead of Steve Martin. Like it's the same movie, basically, the just the two different studios. This this movie was actually a remake of Bedtime Story, which is a 1964 film starring David Niven as the uh, the British guy, and then Marlon Brando. Ugh. Gross. Uh huh. Well, he, I, 64 Brando. I'm sure he could. He doesn't need somebody to wear cue cards for him. You know. I, I, need, I need. Doesn't need to be wheeled on set. On like I'm a giant sure there's bed. much less of the Brando at this point. Disgusting. I, I, I need money for my for my grandmother's surgery. She's. Yeah. <laughs> I hate this version now. Amazing. <laughs> Wait, and and wasn't there a newer version, like a yes, 2000s version? Okay, so I, I'm not sure what title it went under, but it had Princess um, Devil Wears Prada Lady. Oh, Anne Hathaway Anne and Hathaway. Rebel Anne Wilson. Hathaway. Yes. Yeah. 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 What and was that called? There was a scene in that movie that is straight up laugh out loud, and that is when they were shooting Skeet and uh, sh- they shot not Rebel Skeet, Wilson. Not Skeet, 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 That movie definitely had its moments. Where, it's not as good as this wait, one, but it's still Skeet good. Ulrich? It was It was funny. It was funny. Yeah. Okay. It had its moments. Next week is Allie's pick, so quid pro quo. Okay, so next week is going to start our second theme month, and we're going to be doing scary movies, because horror movies, because it's, it's October. This is Halloween. This, this is Halloween. Excellent. Um, so each of us is going to pick a different scary movie. Uh, I'm up first, and I am picking a newer horror movie, but it is a remake of a classic. So it is The Invisible Man, but it came out in 2020. It was directed by Lee Wannell, and it stars Elizabeth Moss. And Love her. You, Yes, she is absolutely amazing. So you can rent this movie. um, And if you have HBO Max, it's available on HBO Max or you can just rent it. 
So please try to watch that by next week. Again, it's the 2020 version of uh, The Invisible Man. And want to thank our listeners and follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. We are at Quad Pro Quo Pod. If you have an idea for a theme month, shoot us an email. We are Quad Pro Quo Pod at gmail.com. And please like, subscribe, review, rate us wherever you listen to Quad Pro Quo. Spotify, Amazon, Stitcher, wherever you pod. Thank you for all your love and support. And we'll talk to you guys next week. Thank you. Bye. Bye. They were dancing. <laughs>